Hey everybody, welcome to today's podcast. In this podcast, we will be having somewhat of a discussion slash interview as we analyze the culture of California. So California, it has had such a massive history and and the transfer of power has ultimately ultimately changed throughout history itself. You know, it started off as Native Americans and then the Spaniards came and then it shaped the way in which California became a very Latin somewhat region and then later established as a state within the U.S. So California has undergone so much change throughout the years that essentially it has shaped a lot of what the U.S. is and it has dictated a lot of what California is today. So in this interview slash discussion, we will be analyzing the response of the person I have chosen to interview. And in the context of her responses, I will be connecting what she talks about throughout what has been taught in the course using our le- using the lectures, the discussions, the readings, and the films. So the person, the person I decided to interview today, her name is Priscilla. She is of age 24, and of course she has lived throughout California all those 24 years. She recently graduated UCLA a year ago and has obtained a bachelor's in sociology. So we start off with asking her what she likes about California. While asking a Californian what they like about California may appear to be such a simple question, but essentially the answers that they produce overwhelmingly actually dictate what other people also may like about California and the reality in which they choose to shape how California is seen. So when asked, Priscilla then answered about the regions, the the forest, the beaches, the whole natural kind of vibe. She then says, You don't have it every year. You don't hear like a Hurricane Irma or like all these other hurricanes that you just have to keep naming, kind of like that. Um, We do have fires, but I feel like that's... That's manageable, I feel like. I know the climate change. Priscilla's response is then, one of the things that she really likes about California is the fact that we Californians don't have to worry about the extreme weather climates. So basically hurricanes. While, yes, California is in the coast, um, most of the things Californians really deal with, like she talks about, is wildfires. And basically, I think that's true because in the terms of tourism videos and tourists themselves, California appears to be this vibrant, beautiful, natural scenery where summer basically lasts all year long. And yes, while we do have our occasional rain and our occasional small winters, most of the year consists of sunny weather. Most of the land which we live in, you know, we don't have to struggle with finding the nearest beach, the nearest coastal region because it's right there it's right at our advantage and i think from the perspective of a tourist it sounds like it's quite a beautiful place to be in and honestly it shapes the way in which people catch are caught by that attention it it is built it builds this view that california is a paradise we then ask her yet another simple question what does she dislike about about california Right, so in the context of who I was acknowledging before, tourists, they don't really see the day-to-day experience of California. 
and from a Californian herself, she has witnessed the bad things, the days in which California isn't the best place to live on Earth. Her response is then followed by... I don't think I like the fact that it's so well-known. Then so many people come here and it's it's cool, but at the same time, I'm like it gets crowded, and that's not just LA. Like it's it's big places, a lot of it's a main attraction, and I don't like the fact that the rent is going up because of this. Like, cause there's a high demand for places to live, and it's it's not really being controlled. Um, that's like a major thing wherever you move in California, and that's why people are thinking or there's memes going around saying, you know, I'm gonna move in Texas because if I buy a house in California for this amount. Like, why even bother? Because I can get, like, a whole mansion in Texas or in other places or in other states. Her response as to why she does not like California ultimately defines why California is so big. Ever since the gold rush, people have always come in and out. And whether or not that they decide, they decide to temporarily move in or it becomes of a permanent residence, California has always been the state in which people always want to move to. Gold, the gold rush really emphasized that culture of migration towards California because of the economic prosperity here. And I think that defines why California essentially is such a diverse place because it holds so many people in different communities. And while it can be seen as a good thing, she describes the downsides of why people, of how people moving in here affects people already living here. Housing has become so expensive increasingly that it ultimately leads to the causes of gentrification. People are being displaced and ultimately it leads people not knowing whether or not California is an affordable place to essentially live in on a long term basis. Priscilla then is asked, how does California impact how the rest of the world perceives the U.S.? Uh, I feel like because California is one of the most popular states, I feel like other people in the world kind of like instantly think, you know, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, it's one of the places that has like the most action going on. I feel like, like I mentioned before, California is very active and I think that's why people come and visit, uh, like people from other countries and stuff come and visit here, specifically like California is one of the destinations that you just like have to go to or like you should go to you know like it's well known in the world and I feel like because people come here then they like automatically think that the rest of the nation is kind of like like that mm -hmm. from the perspective of someone who does not live in the U.S. to believe that California is essentially whole of U.S. is such an easy opinion to hold simply because California has always been taken into that context. And even then, when California was not essentially a part of the U.S., it was still a place where it def it was going to and it was creating this vibrant culture that was essentially going to define the rest of the U.S. for a long time. So in the context of the gold rush, people from practically all over the world were willingly to come to California and were shaped by the idea of the American dream. Now, you know, the U.S. essentially is shaped by the purpose of the American dream, by wanting to strive for economic prosperity, to find jobs, to look for a better life. California has always offered that context, has always provided that sense of 
you know, reliance, the history that has been shown throughout California ever since the gold rush or even somewhat a little bit before. People always come in, whether it is to live here permanently or to settle here for a while. California will always be this place, you know, where it's it just dictates how people want to live their life. Essentially, the American dream. And I guess her and her in the context of her answer, it makes perfect sense why people do perceive it like that. Because while, you know, people may consider New York as well, Miami, Texas... I think essentially in the context of Star, California, the gold rush has dictated and has created the American dream. And essentially that is found in California. Priscilla then is asked, what story is usually forgotten or rather is given little attention to in respect to California's identity? I feel like a story that not necessarily isn't told completely, but I feel like that isn't recognized to its full extent is the amount of people that come here for work. So people know of, like, you know, migrating to California because obviously it's close to the border and things like that, but they know that they go and work at farms and things, but knowing of this information isn't enough because if it was enough, then farm workers would have a lot of, they would be able to unionize if, it was enough that they would be able to like have benefits and have proper working hours so i feel like yes it's recognized but at the same time it's overlooked because of all this glory that's behind california like all this you know like other stuff that's <coughs> kind of making that just be in the shadows farm workers in california have always been given this kind of neglect in society and not really given the attention that they need, knowing that those that do work in California ultimately build what California is. Their labor practically dictates whether or not the prices of certain foods go up or go down, you know. And essentially, that ties in with the idea that much like union workers, there's also these Native Americans who... Their stories are just so distorted and farm workers are always seen as these pe- as people who generally, one, are first backlash by the fact that they come into this country illegally and then demand access to an ethical working environment. And the story behind that or the partial story behind that is essentially what the past president has provided with people. The people, which is basically that these people are stealing American jobs. And I guess in in essence, you can take that as somewhat true. But at the end of the day, that story is so heavily distorted, which we can honestly see the similarities with how people distort Native American stories, uh, Asian American stories. Because throughout the history, while California is seen to be this progressive, accepting state, most of the economic um, success that California has or is placed on is where people look at Amazon, people look at Apple, people look at Windows, and they are glorified as these giant companies that ultimately shape you know, California among the rest of the world, obviously. But at the end of the day, the smaller workers build the essence of what California is, and I think that's what 
she was trying to define that at the end of the day, California, well, you know, we can look at these stories, we belittle them, we don't really place too much importance or really see how much they affect California and how they shape everything that we do on a daily basis. Priscilla isn't asked to think about what essentially defines California. And it could be taken into the context of the culture, the practices, the people, the community within California. And she takes it in the response of a more political kind of aspect. So I feel like the culture in California, I think, is very based on the fact that people are so loud about what they want to say. Okay. And then that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Uh, but I feel like because it has that liberty of like saying whatever you want or giving your opinion without repercussions, like, yeah, other people might judge you and may not agree. Or, but for the most part, people are very passionately whatever they believe in like they believe in it with passion and I feel like that's expressed through music like I think that's why a lot of like you know Hollywood and record deals and a lot of things are based in in California I guess mainly in LA and stuff Um, or at least in big cities because it's like it's allowed (laughs) and I feel like también with clothes people are very verbal with clothes like whatever they're saying or whatever they're wearing it's, they're wearing it for a statement it doesn't necessarily like whether even the simplest thing like a t-shirt you can have a saying on it or a t-shirt that's plain it already says something like expressive or places music and all that stuff i feel like it's it allows for expression and again whether or not people believe in it or other people agree like it's still there like no one can tell you to be quiet then there like there won't be anything extremely bad i mean there are outlying cases and california isn't perfect but um like (laughs) if something bad does happen then like there's a lot of support behind it that will i guess defend it so you know if someone gets a backlash there's like other people that have that same opinion that will also stand up and voice their opinion that's similar so i think the fact that california is very vocal going back into the demographics of california we have to understand that california essentially is built up of latino people asian asian american people pacific islanders literally so many people across the world there are people living in california and i think that shapes priscilla's answer as to why people here in california voice their opinion so heavily because you know when so many kinds of people are within one community it is very important to voice your opinion. It is very important to let people know that this is who you are. This is your experience in respect to who you are as a person. And not only that, it's your your identity, your nationality that dictates your experience here in California as much too. And, you know, we talk about how back then when the gold rush was at the height, people always tried to voice 
their opinion. They try to voice their experiences, you know. Whether or not they were successful is another thing. But I think here today, in the political aspects, I think that's why people perceive California as such a democratic, such a direct practice in politics because any law essentially with the right amount of votes with the right amount of signatures can be passed and whether or not that is a good thing or a bad thing coming from a political science major that can be up to debate but essentially yes california and its culture is very opinionated and maybe it may not be like in other states where we are battling you know the issue on abortion the issue of illegal immigrants but it's still there it's not as extreme but people constantly voice their opinion and people constantly have these conversations that i think builds a community where we have to know who is here we have to know what kind of people are having these opinions and i think that's essentially a healthy thing that california has you know and then we proceed to ask her this next question is why is California such a lively and recreational community? And that is emphasis in the part of going back into the tourism videos. You know, these videos that are targeted specifically for people that want to be tourists or people that want to live here. It, it's a place where you can literally go to the beach whenever you want. You can go hike in the mountains. You can literally do anything because California is a place where... People are always outside. People are always moving. People are always doing something. So then she then answers this question. So California, I think, would be... I feel like a lot of people want to, like, experience... Or at least a lot of people from California want to experience the ne next new thing. We're definitely out there, like, going out or being active, <coughs> doing activities that are like involve exploring, whether that be like doing hikes or like going out to the beach and stuff. Like I think that's pretty true just because the weather is so nice wherever you go for the most part. But at the same time, I feel like, um, like there's always a, like wherever you are in California, I feel like there's always a thirst for like finding out new experiences or exploring that kind of thing. So whether that be like traveling or anything like that, I think people just wanna, they're constantly moving. That can be like a lot in the cities and stuff and even in the smaller towns I feel like they also like go to the cities and I mean that doesn't mean you have to move there, that doesn't mean you have to like go and live it forever but <laughs> at least because it's so accessible or so open to like a lot of a lot of things, um, I feel like California promotes that or at least the people that you go around kind of promote doing new things like you always ask people oh, like what have you done at that place that you've been to or whatever whatever because <laughs> they kind of want to have that same experience what shapes as to how california is such a lively and recreational community usually is because of the sightseeing it's because of these beautiful buildings that people talk about essentially the golden gate bridge malibu you know upstate it can be a little bit more harder to find, but it's essentially upstate. It's still such a beautiful place, you know. It's filled with beautiful trees, the redwood forest, essentially. And then there's also these beautiful mountains where people go up to hiking. The Hollywood sign, the Griffith Observatory. In San Diego, um, Disney, Six Flags. The, You know, California 
has so much essentially you can do so much whether or not it creates a culture of spending is another thing but i mean that honestly ties in within within it too but you know californians essentially create that culture they create that idea that in california there's always something to do you know whether or not you have access to those kind that, that kind of lifestyle is very different obviously but in the respect of somebody who wants to live in california who could not be swept up by the idea that any day you can go out into the beach and have a walk you can literally go surfing you can go have a trip and see san francisco and i think that also is shaped by the music that talks about california that directs it to these cities like los angeles these cities like san francisco san diego santa monica or even smaller counties like um long beach essentially here too but it's it it creates this you know beautiful place where who wouldn't want to live here who wouldn't want that kind of access to a beautiful lifestyle and then lastly we proceed to ask her the last question which we began the course with and that is essentially what stereotypes um are talked about in california and whether or not are they true she then proceeds to answer everybody's like a democrat not everybody is i feel like just like any other state there's like certain pockets of like the other side of it so it's kind of like i don't think that came into light up until like with trump and everything about like everything being polarized with with politics and stuff so i think that also that california is like super laid back i think that's kind of true based on my experience um whether that be like whatever their opinions are i feel like at the end of it like people are really like really relaxed but then they're also in a hurry but that's my experience with LA and like other big cities in California um but I think that's I I don't mind that stereotype because I've gone to like other states and met other people and they're like oh yeah you're like from California you can tell just because like the way I spoke um the way I was more I don't know like I didn't I had care in the world but I didn't show it I guess Something to consider when analyzing her last response to the question about stereotypes is culture shock. You know, while culture shock essentially within state by state may be a little bit more harder to see versus going to Australia, going to Canada, going to Mexico. But essentially, each state has their own very little culture. Each state has something that defines the people within them. And I think you know her response saying that people from the outside think that most californians here are democrats that wouldn't necessarily be a true thing and like she said it is a stereotype but i guess that is built on the idea of how california is very progressive how california is a state where opinions where political movements are have a bigger view have a bigger platform compared to other states you know maybe within the south itself but that that stereotype is is somewhat kind of funny because knowing how in our previous 
conversations in the course. California never really was always Democrat. You know, very recently we had Republican uh, senators. So it's not necessarily within people who take an office, but the people who live here. And I guess that ties back with the people, with the diversity of the culture that people are here, you know. In California, as a white person, you will walk down the street and I kid you not, you will see literally any kind of person. And I guess it's vice versa from a Mexican, from a black person, from an Asian person. You will always see some different kinds of people. And I think that creates this idea of why California is such a progressive, such a quote-unquote democratic state because people are always interacting and essentially shapes why people are such are so open-minded. And then the culture shock then comes back. Like she talks about that she went to different states. So she has visited Washington, D.C. twice and has also gone to New York City. You know, while Californians don't have an accent, Californians still have a slang. They talk in a form that while we may not see it in terms of other people, like she said, they will easily identify us as Californians based on the things that we say, based on the energy that we bring. And I think essentially the culture shock there is so hard to see. And then I guess the other stereotype that she mentions is that people here in California are laid back. And that is a stereotype, but it would make sense as to why people believe that, you know, whether it is because weed has essentially been become legal in California or whether people are always interacting with one each one of one another so people here are very open people here are very social um but essentially the truth is also that people here work a lot people here are always moving people are constantly chasing the grind as you would say so and essentially these stereotypes are part true but they are not the whole story like what we have talked about so practically that wraps up the whole conversation for today's podcast I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys had a little bit of insight as to how Priscilla's personal interaction with other Californians or her experience living here has also shaped California in its own and how she has shaped California. Whether or not she agrees on it, it's essentially a true thing because she has created this reality based on the reality she has been fed with. So thank you. I hope you guys have a good day.